am fully charged. <laughs> you are listening to Control Point, a Team Fortress 2 podcast with Brent Copeland, Eric Fullerton, Wes Wilson, and Spencer Williams. Control Point, episode 43, recorded on August 10th, 2008. I'm Brent Copeland. I'm Wes Wilson. I'm uh, Spencer Williams. It's August 10th already. Yes. Man. I know. Hey, where's Eric? Eric is sick. With pink eye. It's really gross. It oozes. Ew. <laughs> I know. Grody. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... But uh, but I do have, um, and this is it, this is actually kind of gross too. I've got like one of those little coolers that you get, you know, when you do a, a lung transplant or something, you know, that like they transport the body parts in. And when I open it up, I've got Eric's unbloody eye in here. Can you see it? Can you see what I'm talking about? It's actually not bloody, unlike his other one. Weird. We just lost Spencer. Why do you have Eric's eye? I don't understand. Well, it was, you know, well, he's got one in his eye, in his eye socket right now that is just red and oozy. So I've got, you know, the non-oozy one that used to be in there. I think it's starting to inch now, too, though. Really? Yeah. Should I scratch it? Yeah, scratch it a little bit. I don't think so. Also, uh, here under the ice, (laughs) we've got some new machinima. Uh, we've got, uh, we're going to do a map segment this week. How long has it been? When was the last map segment? Was it like 30? We just did one last week. You just weren't here. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really good episode. You should have listened. I did, yeah. actually. It was an excellent episode. I, I was a big fan, actually. You guys are funny. I wonder what the thread is with all our really, really good episodes. I wonder if there's one thing that links them all together. I don't know. Is it when I wasn't there? I'm not. I'm not pointing any fingers. <laughs> anyway, and the last thing we've got, we've got some listener contributions. Dun dun, and it should be very exciting. Hey, uh, Spencer. Oh, I just got it. You were saying that the uh, the biohazard cooler thing was our briefcase. Yeah. Oh, uh, I see. Yes. Hey, Spencer. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I miss Eric already. <laughs> so do you want to do Eric's week? Do you guys card? Yeah, I'll do Eric's week. Okay. Um, hello, I am Eric, and this week uh, I got physically ill, and uh, I have pink eye, and I have snot nose, and uh, my lungs are hardening, and uh, I am dead. Blah. <laughs> wow. I miss that was it. Eric's week. I miss Eric. <laughs> yeah, he does his week better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had to read all that off a off a index card. <laughs> so, who wants to go first for reading? Why don't you go first? I don't want to go first. You go first. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, well, uh, first off, I was out of town last week because I was off celebrating my 40th birthday in New York City. New York City. Yeah. Um, it was a great time. We stayed in a really cool like. Um, kind of art deco hotel called the empire hotel and uh it was like i had there were leopard print chairs and stuff in the rooms and brown sconces on the chocolate walls and it was really cool it was a great time and we went and had dinner at some fantastic places we went to this one italian joint and uh i ordered a 45 dollar veal chop you know one of those big tennis racket veal chops and it was veal chop parmesan. I'm like, how are they going to do this? And it was a recommendation from the waiter. He took that thing, butterflied it, pan ate it, made it like a quarter inch thick, 
and then cooked it up and it covered a plate. I swear to God, about a foot and a half long. And, uh, all it was full of was, was, uh, field chop Parmesan. And then we ate, uh, we ate pizza. Why are y'all trying to make me hungry? Because <laughs> um, I'm hungry. So anyway, but we had a great time. Um, as far as gaming goes, uh, I did do a lot of Gold Rush this week. Yes, um, you did. And we had a great time. Um, we we were getting ready for our map discussion this week, and uh, I focused a lot on like engineer and and medic and pyro and um, what's the other one I play? Demo. Demo. Yes. Yes. I did a lot of that. And we had a great time. Uh, one interesting thing, as soon as I got back onto the servers after my birthday, um, some people brought up, hey, aren't, isn't there an age limit? Don't you have to be under 40 to play on these servers? Oh, oh snap. Ouch. Wasn't that mean? I, I'm, I, I, that was just <laughs> cool. Um, the only other thing I've been playing much of, I rented Bully for the Wii. Have you ever played Bully, Spencer? Um, I, I have it for the 360. I, I, I've played it a good bit, but I haven't finished it or anything. I just got I just got to uh, chapter four. I think it is. I've I've beaten. Um, I've I finally beat the jocks. And, oh, well, you're further than I am. So, and uh, I, I'm actually having a good time with it. It's like GTA three, but it's like diet GTA three. Um, you don't have to worry about a lot of. You know, there's no hookers. But there are, you know, cheap little sluts and uh, there are you, you don't have to worry about driving around a car, but you got a bike all over the place. You do bike races and you beat people up, you skateboard. And yeah, I'm, and I'm having a great time with it. Um, I'm actually a week overdue on my rental and I, I don't want to take it back yet. I want to finish the game. And this is the original bully. This it's- is bully scholarship edition for the Wii. Okay. Yeah, it's the, they, they, they just sort of put out an update. And actually, I got it. um for the 360, and there's a whole bunch of bugs on the 360 version that have kind of kept me from enjoying it. Oh, no. Totally, so, yeah. Well, they, they did a lot of stuff, like, a lot of the tasks you have to do, like, when you go to class, there are tasks you have to do to get certain bonuses and things like that, and, um, like, it's all, you know, Wii-based motion stuff. So, like, you go to musical class, and you gotta play musics, and you, and you do the, you, you use the <laughs> things like instruments, you know? So, but I had a good time with that, and uh, and yeah, and then I played a lot of TF2, and we're going to talk about it in a little bit. So, cool. who's next? Talking about some gold rush. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'll go next. Um, let's see. Um, my week. Hmm. Uh, I know you played some TF2. I saw well, you. I saw you too. I did play some TF2. I was trying to think back though, because uh, let's see. Uh, I, I I'm kind of ashamed to say this, but uh, on uh, Tuesday night, I, I went to my my uh, my local gaming shop here, uh, Dueling Ground, and uh, uh, that that's that's like role playing and tabletop gaming, not like computer gaming, and. Uh, I played Vampire the Masquerade. No way! Yes, I did. What? what, what I played a Giovanni. Really? Awesome. You played a Giovanni? Yeah. I'd never played one before, you know. And uh, you've been playing the game as long as I have. You kind of look for stuff you haven't done before. Yeah. That's about all I haven't done before. Um, yeah. So I did that, and uh, then I played some D and D the following night, and I did finally get some some TF two in as well. And uh, let's see, I played one night and. And uh, Wes was there, and uh, I don't remember, I really don't remember what maps we played, 
Um, but I had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Um, well, I don't remember what we played either. It was, I think it was just standard. I remember I was stuff. trying to get on, you guys were playing, uh, the, the, uh, PL version of Dust Bowl. Yes. And, and I, I could never get on. I, I like got on right at the end of that. And, and that was that. Um, and, uh, then I finally got on and we played other maps and I don't remember what they were, but I remember you had a weird name. I was going to ask you about your weird this name because you had changed your name. Well, have you seen Dr. Horrible Singong Bong? No. Why not? Oh, because it seems like an investment of time. Okay. Well, it's only, <laughs> it's only like 40 minutes long and that's if you watch all the credits. Um, okay. It's available on Hulu and uh, people were changing their names um, and uh, it all had to do with jokes in Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. What that was, was your the name again? Dead Bowie. Dead Bowie. Yes. He's one of the members of the Evil League of Evil. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just thought you were being cute. Um, no. So. No, there was, there, was some other, there was some other stuff that I don't want to repeat um, because it'll ruin jokes, but there was lots of, there was lots of Dr. Horrible names uh, gotcha, in there. Gotcha. Head, head Buddy is still Dr. Horrible. Is he? So, but we, but we did have fun well, and, and, and actually shortly before you joined that, I, I forgot about that PL dust bowl match. We had some epic defenses on that thing. I mean, it was, oh man, I, I that was one of the most fun I've had playing the game in a while. We, it, it was, there was this incessant income of death and we handled it and it, and, and, and it was a, it was pleasurable. You know, I've been working on getting a uh, solid death income. Uh, my uh, my uh, capital funds manager has been asking me uh, why my death income is not higher. And uh, did you tell him we're in yeah. a death recession? I did, and you know what he said? He said that's what losers say. Well, so I don't know. I'm thinking about firing him and getting someone a little bit more uh, uh, reasonable about my. And I can't. I can't string this joke on any longer. It's over. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with it. Um, I okay. did. Uh, but I. I did play uh, TF2 with you that night, and then um, <clears throat> I actually tried to play again later, um, and and I just couldn't get on. <sighs> I thought I had my problem solved. I thought I had. I thought it was my virus scanner, and I I, I, I switched virus scanners, and it fixed for a while. But I, every once in a while, I try and start up TF2, and it locks up my computer for a good solid seven eight minutes. And then after it's done locked up, uh, after it's done being locked up, it it unfreezes, and it uh, then tries to load up TF2 and fails. And by that point, I'm so disgusted that I just walk away anyway. You know, if it would make uh, so, you a cake at the end of that, it might be worth it. It totally would be, or if it would perform some... Uh, never mind. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I did finally play... I actually played with both you and Brent, Wes and Brent, um, on a 24-7... What was it? Gold Rush. Gold Rush server. Gold Rush. Gold and we Rush can't server. remember and the name of that we were on it. We can't remember the name. It was like something with RR. Um, and uh, and we played. It was funny because I, I I logged on and I wanted to play some. And I noticed nobody was on server one and server four was full. So then I was like, well, who's playing? I'm like, oh, well, Brent's playing. I'll join him. And he was on this 24-7 Dust Bowl server. And um, I thought it was server one. I, I, for some reason, I didn't put two and two together. 
And we ended up playing on there for a while. And people kept saying, I kept, people kept saying stuff that was confusing me because they didn't know about the podcast and stuff like that. And I thought we were on server one that whole time. Uh, no, I was going to get on server one, but no one was on there. And I didn't really feel like seating. it. I just want to get in and, and play some gold rush. Well, it was yeah, better so- too, because people get whiny if you, if you play the same map over and over on one. That's true too. Well, I, uh, I, I hopped on and, uh, there were only like seven people on when I hopped on and, uh, you guys were on, uh, defense and I couldn't join your team. So I joined the, the offense team and, uh, they did not have their stuff together, um, at all. But, uh, using my, my solid heavy skills, I managed to take out your entire team and, uh, push the, the cart almost all the way to the end, uh, before I think, uh, Chaos, I think you finally killed me. Probably. And uh, at that point, I checked, and I could join your team, so I joined your team. And uh, then we managed to push him back. <laughs> <laughs> so I pushed the cart all the way forward, switched teams, and then pushed it back. It was awesome. And just for clarification from the chat room, it was Right to Rule 24-7 Gold Rush. Right to Rule, it was, yes. Um, and there were some other CPers that eventually joined. Well, it, so. it eventually turned into almost a completely CP event. I mean, after a little while, 75% of the people that were there ended up being CP people. Um, but for a little while there, there was some, there were some new people we weren't familiar with. Everybody was nice. Um, there was a little bit of racism, but after that, uh, uh, there was a complaint to some admins. It got booted and, uh, and we had a great time on their server and thanks for hosting us right to rule. The funniest part for me, at least, was right when I was quitting. I was like, "Okay, when are we? When are we meeting tomorrow to do the thing?" And we like had a little discussion, like in public, in in the the game's public chat about when we're going to start recording and all that stuff. And right before I logged off, I heard one guy go, "I have no idea what's going on right now, you guys. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what is going on?" And I was like, "Okay, yeah." So that was it. That was my week. Well, you might have a couple new listeners because of it, because a few of the people were like, "Oh, a TF2 podcast, really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we're, we're 42 episodes under our belt. We've done good." And he was like, "42 episodes? I'm about to be 43." <laughs> I know. Gold Rush episode. I know. God, 40? Really? We've done that many? Yeah. Oh it's man, 43 this week. You quit? I quit. Man, yeah, it's too much. That is. All- Brent, we are so lucky. How long has it taken us to get him to quit? Way too long. I know. Way too long. Yeah, I'll see. You. So anyway, how about Bye. your how about your Brent uh, week, Brent? Uh, let's see. I got a um, a fair amount of playing in uh, on Gold Rush. That's pretty much all I played all week long, and that's why I went to that server because I was like, well, I don't have to worry about changing servers. And the only thing I didn't like about it was it was a thirty-two man. So I thought strategies might change a little bit. We never had but, that many on though. I don't think it ever got over twenty-four. Um. I don't know. You may be right. It seemed to be a lot of people scrolling off where I couldn't see them. Like when you logged on, I couldn't see you until you got your score up because oh. we were owns and <laughs> until all the, the CP people came, <laughs> when all the CP people came, our scores started going down. <laughs> it's true. We were completely owning and then, and then a bunch of CP people joined us. And next thing you know, it's like, this got harder. What's going on? <laughs> oh uh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so I was, I was uh, uh, concentrating on, uh, medic and ng most of the time and then i'd switch to soldier or uh demo man i had to switch to yeah i never played demo man but uh you've got to have one on gold rush but we'll get to that later <laughs> on gold rush so uh that was, that was about it for me I, I i got into beta for 
Warhammer, and uh, that's about it. Fascinating. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway. Hey, Wes. Did you? Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's, Who's there? there? On the loudspeaker. <laughs> <laughs> You know, this you're supposed to let him say who's there. I'm just saying. No, you know, it's, it's, an, it's an easy joke. It really is. It's knock, knock, <laughs> pause, and then you continue after they say who's there. You yeah, know, this, you don't actually go, knock, knock, who's there, chicken, chicken. This has the potential to be a really great show, and we're ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> okay. I thought we lost Spencer there for a second. Yeah, I thought we lost him earlier as well. Uh-oh. Um, I told you I quit. Jeez. So, Spencer, are you done? Um, yes. Uh, on the loudspeaker, we've got a. Uh, this is old, isn't it? TF2 blog update. I didn't notice an update. There wasn't another update. No, no. I don't think so. Who no, did that? I don't know, but uh, copied this document. Maybe it was they put the um the code in the source to add our link to the side. Yeah, but they just haven't you know taken out the. I think you've got a good point. Yet. So maybe that was the update to the blog. So no, no is that, real. Is update. that true? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna be on the side bar. Oh, cool! <laughs> You're totally lying to me, aren't you? He's You're been lying to me so hard. He's been I'm reading. Not. He's been reading the secret. <laughs> Read the source code. You'll see it. Um, so we also have. Um, Am I looking at the I'm wrong gonna. one? No, no. This is the right. We we did have a thread where. They were they are are basically the people in the CP community made a plea for the CP host to stay off of the CP servers. <laughs> yeah, I saw that thread. <laughs> well, I've been I doing don't... it. <laughs> and the reasoning behind this is that if we're having more fun playing the game elsewhere, then perhaps you know we should play the game elsewhere so that we have fun playing and and we don't get grumpy about not playing. Except I'm grumpy about the game, not about our servers. I mean, well, but I get I get grumpy about our servers sometimes. <laughs> Why? Because because he gets owned. Because we get, have servers. really good snipers and really good spies. And like I said, I don't have that problem. I mean, I don't ever like. Hey, Spencer. Think, oh man, our servers suck. Spencer, you're yeah. not Wes. Yeah, and besides, you're usually playing a guy who has a personal little butt buddy that follows him around (laughs) and keeps him extra healed all the time. Yeah, and that helps how against snipers and spies. You're too complaints. You it can, doesn't bam, help at all. Burn. You can survive. You can survive getting getting a shot by a sniper as a heavy. If you're not a headshot, I mean, but still, what's your point? Even a body shot will take out me. Do you know how I avoid snipers? I just don't go where snipers are going to shoot me. I mean, that's almost my entire strategy of play. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that to to like to diss you or anything. I'm just saying, you know, that's the way I play. I avoid places where snipers can shoot me. Okay. Um, so I never yeah. thought of that. This feels like the old days. <laughs> you, fight you, want Wes? you know what, Wes? 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 What? Wes? Yes. Shut up. <laughs> Anywho. Cookie. So, uh, but now <laughs> bring them all out, baby. <laughs> now we did have a fun, a fun time on the twenty four seven Gold Rush server, and I've been playing a little bit on Stan's Lounge lately. Did you just go back to your week? No, no, no. Because you're ta- we're talking about staying off the CP oh, servers. Okay. <laughs> That's um, right. I did play a little bit on Stan's Lounge, uh, which is the GWJ server. Because Google, sometimes I'll log on. Google will go come play with us, 
So, uh, and they are, I've got to tell you, playing on Stan's Lounge is intoxicating because there's not a whole lot of back chatter. You know, I mean, people will say stuff, but they're very, very concise. So you don't end up swamped with like a lot of chat. And you can really focus on playing the game and they communicate mm-hmm. and you know where the Ubers are coming in and you know when things are going on in the game and it's it's really intoxicating. Yeah. Okay. Right to Rule was kind of like that, except for we were chatting. I actually encourage chatter on our servers. I like, I'm, I'm like the king of off-topic chatter on our servers. Whenever I'm on, I always go, you know, some random statement here and there. I, I, I don't know. That's just, I enjoy that. So. Well, but see, you're concise. You, you know how to make something funny without talking for five minutes and having five seconds of funny. I'm pretty sure that's debatable at this point. <laughs> but, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I love hanging out with all the people on the CP server, but, God, we're a chatty bunch. That's what I like <laughs> about Chatty bitches? Oh, my God. <laughs> you're all a bunch of chatty bitches. Wes, you heard it here first. Wes thinks you're chatty bitches. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you see how I... I I'm uh, in so much trouble. I edited that for Eric. At least one of them. Yeah. You put a beep in there. <laughs> So, do we want to move on to our map discussion? Do we don't have else? Okay, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so we're, we're talking about Gold Rush. Gold Rush, yeah. And um, this was the first uh, payload map designed. Uh, basically, it is a three-segment map. Um, the first two sections each have two points that you're trying to reach uh, the cart to. And the last one has three. The cart will roll forward as long as the attacking team, the blue team, has people around the cart. And um, as soon as there are no blue people around the cart, it will have a 20-second countdown before it starts rolling backwards slowly down the tracks. Once you reach a uh, capture point, um, do they call it a control point? I don't know what they call it, honestly. Um, The... Anyway, uh, once you uh, once your cart reaches one of these um, mile markers, it can't roll back farther than that. So there are there are logical segments of the game. Um, Some interesting things uh, that we've learned. um, The cart itself um, looks like a big bomb and it has a healing aura and it will heal the attacking players who are around it, which means that um, the defending players might have the attacking team coming towards them, but the blue players have sort of this mobile dispenser. Mm-hmm. One interesting thing. It also, that, it also replenishes ammunition. Yes, but this is the interesting thing that we learned and it was brought up uh, in the gold rush thread um, by um, ordinary zinc battery and quartermaster that the dispen- the dispenser properties that give out um, ammunition and metal only function in the rear portion of the cart. You cannot stand in front of the cart and get ammunition again. Yeah, and that's about the only place, though, in the front. I right. mean, on the sides and in the back, you get ammunition. There's about 90 degrees on the front where you cannot get more ammunition from the cart. Now, because someone pointed out a recommendation, and that is that the cart with three or four people around it moves faster than the heavy does. So if the heavy puts himself in front of the cart and spins up, the cart will push him faster than he can walk. So, but he can do it on top of the cart if he can get up there. Yes, but uh, you want the only point is is that if you're doing that, you won't get any ammunition while you're standing in front of the cart. 
But on you top, also don't you don't have the natural. You also don't have the natural cover that the the cart provides. That's also a point. But anyway, thought that was very very interesting. Um, the um, it, it's it's an attack defense map. Blue is attacking. Red's defending. And there is a setup time um, on uh, a good chunk of what I think the setup time is for is for the red team to get some sentries up, get their Ubers ready and get their teleporters in place. I do not think any of these maps function well without teleporters. I'd say teleporters are almost more important than sentries. Hey, Wes. Yeah. Do you have your teleporter up yet? Um, yeah, that was a running joke the other night. I was very proud because I was, I, it was very important for me to get teleporters up and help everybody. And so every time I would put one up and they would start functioning, I'd be like, my teleporter's up. And then if, if one of them went down, everyone would pick on me. There's a teleporter here and it's not working. It was funnier the other night, I guess. It was. It was. So it's good <laughs> to have teleporters on the map I hear. <laughs> Where's a good place for a teleporter to go? Exit. A teleporter exit? Uh-huh. Well, why don't we talk about um, the individual legs first off? Sounds good. Um, the first leg of Gold Rush, uh, when the attackers come out, they are uh, staring straight on to a small hill um, with a railway to the left and a small little cut through the hill uh, towards another slight rise in a building on the right. The um, d- Getting that building on the right set up is I think red's priority for this and getting up to the first control point and blocking off new red players from getting in is blues major priority. Do you agree with me? Uh, um, what'd you say about not, not, I mean on the defense side, not entirely. I think, I mean, I, I've seen that building be very important, but I've also seen, I mean, we saw it last night. We saw someone set up a, a sentry right there on the, uh, the left hand side, uh, behind a, that rocky outcropping right in front of the, uh, the blue spawn. And they, they, they shut us down for a good three minutes with that. Now they also had a sentry in the building, but we took that thing out in a good five seconds. So I, 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 I disagree that the building is the most important thing for, for defense to do. I, I would say clearing out that left side just because that's, you're going to get hit by the pyros and uh, NGs like to put them up on the rails up there on the wall. And there's a new good place that I, I've seen a lot of people putting it uh, where you can get to it without actually being up on the rock wall and you can hit it from below. Yeah, but um, oh, yeah. Uh, my whole thing, though, is you're going to need a teleporter. The blue people are going to die and instantly respawn, you know, or quickly respawn right where they were. So yeah. that teleporter is going to be very, very important. So you need to have a base somewhere. Yeah. And the building is the, is the only logical point other than in the, in the valley there underneath the Brit, underneath the railway. Yeah. No, no, no. I think the building is the best place for, I, I thought you were talking about offense. No, I'm talking RD, about, yeah, offense. I'm talking about, well, I, I made a, I, I said that offense's major thing is to get to the first control point and block off new reinforcements from coming. Yeah. And defense's major thing is to get set up in that shack and hold off that first initial rush of Ubers. Yeah, I agree. Because as soon as you get rid of that teleporter, too, and clear out the team from that area, it's pretty easy to hold it with just the tunnel there. Yes. I, it is very difficult for defenders to to push through that tunnel and not get significantly destroyed once 
the offensive force gets up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, w- I would say actually uh, like a good strategy to start off with is send, send your Ubers out to the left to clear out that area. If there's guns in there and you'll know where some, most of the sentries are right before you start and send a spy and maybe a demo man into the, uh, the building to get rid of the teleporter, not yes. even worrying about the gun as much as the teleporter, get that teleporter down. And usually there are a couple of spy, uh, a couple of snipers on the second floor um, of that building. Uh, it's, it is, I, I have yet to see a better sniper spot. It's got nice shade. <laughs> usually there's a dispenser or something up there to help out the snipers. Um, and, and it's got fantastic line of sight. Yeah. It's almost like they built it like that. I know. Yeah, I know. So you, what is you got, you guys, your experience is playing sniper. How, how do you, how do you, the huge experience. The, you know, I played sniper the other night. Really? Yeah. How'd you feel about that? Yeah, I felt like I really suck at playing sniper. Really? Did you? Yeah, did, I actually did too. I, I, uh, not on, not on gold rush, but I hopped on a uh, sniper on, uh, on, uh, what was it? Well, CTF, I think. Yes. Well, we played that. Yeah. We played that. And, uh, and yeah, I didn't hit, I didn't hit anything. Did you feel your I, soul die a little bit? Each of you? No, you know no, no. I, I, I really use my sniper is to, uh, get rid of the NGs that were sitting there whacking on the sentries. That's logical. That was about all I was good at. Otherwise I was just missing shot as people were running by. Yeah. That's, that's all I did. <laughs> I'm just a terrible sniper, and I know it. And someone actually said, wow, Spencer, great near hit there. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Well, um, okay, moving on uh, in Gold Rush. Do we want to move on to the next point? Uh, yeah. Oh, well, have we covered this one completely? I, 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 I have just a, a quick comment in general, and this is something that we don't really take into uh, account that much. Um, I, I played Gold Rush with full teams and without full teams. And it's a drastically different game. It is. If you've got 12 players versus 24 or 26 or however many we have on our servers. Cause that's what I was playing last night. It was about 12 people. And that shack was of minor importance because there, there just wasn't the, the offensive push that you get with 12 full people on your team. Uh, so the, the shack was far less important than just holding the middle area. So, you know, I, I I'd say that, that makes a big difference in how you're going to play your game. I've been noticing a lot of people lately too. Um, I've been getting on a lot of teams that are medic and sniper heavy. Has anyone else been noticing this lately? Uh, I can't say that I have now. And, and I find that with the the fewer number of people in the game, obviously, okay, if you've got two medics, two snipers, a pyro and a demo, you know, you, your, your offensive ability is, is extremely hobbled. And, with gold rush when we were playing the other night i noticed that um yes when it got down to like less than 12 people on the server um it was it was a completely different game and those those support classes were were hurting the group you needed more direct damage to stop the cart from moving yeah so you need more direct damage or you need more demo men i don't <laughs> <laughs> I, it, the demo men are very, very important in this in this uh, level. Um, you know, honestly, 
you know, Valve has has gone on record, or someone at Valve has gone on record saying that they that they think demo men are overpowered, and this is where it really shines through, as far as I'm concerned. And I th- and that may be where that that summation came about was in their playtesting of of the uh, the PL maps, but that's sort of. I, I, man, nothing will stop an offense like, like a demo man. Just one. Just one demo man. Well, it, and, uh, it, that's, that's, uh, the, uh, you know, they're really the only good ways of, of getting rid of, uh, those, those shots are, you know, A, pyros, which are of limited use otherwise on an offense team, or, uh, B, soldiers who, you know, they're, they have limited ability to do it, so I, I kind of see where they're coming from saying demo men are overpowered after playing a lot of Gold Rush, personally. Let me ask you this, because I, I swear I saw this. Now, I don't play demo man much, so I don't really know the physics of a lot of their stuff, but when you blow your stickies, if there's the opposite team stickies there, does it blow them up too, or does it shoot them away? They like- get scattered. Okay. I get scattered, yeah. So I guess it was just lag or something. It looked like my stick, because I had the cart all stickied up, waiting for them to come up there, and a demo man came up, dropped some stickies, and mine were just gone. I guess just in the blast, you don't see them fly to the yeah. side. I, yeah. I, the thing is, the demo man, if you know someone is going to be in a particular place at a particular time, he's really, really deadly. So you've got this cart. And that's what, <laughs> that's what PL is all about. I mean... There, there's you you have to hit the cart i mean on other maps you know you've got the control points but the control points are a uh, are a static target that can be reached from multiple points whereas the cart is the goal for the offense so i i'm, I'm not making myself very clear here but i i'd say that it's a different dynamic and uh one that in my opinion, uh, again, my opinion, this is not gospel fact and, you know, send your hate mail, I don't care, uh, makes the demo man a bit on the uh, unbalancing side. It's, um, it, the, I, I admit he's a very powerful character on this map, but I also think that sentries on the whole are pretty powerful on this map because you've got, you know, some places that are specifically designed for a slow moving offense to come into sight of lots and lots of death. Um, I would agree with that, but um, I'm also of the opinion that at this point in uh, in the game's life cycle, sentries need all the help they can get. Yes. So you know, it it uh, again different dynamic there. But the thing that kind of sucks about it is it's not like it, it's it's great for one engineer. It's great if you've got like twenty engineers. You know, if you you need at least like three engineers on this map. Holy crap! Agreed. That second. I mean, we're, we haven't gotten to the second leg yet, but that second leg. That is uh, engineer heaven right there. It, it, it almost seems like overkill to me. You know, it's like now we've got to have this many engineers. and Yeah, well, I, I, and that's one of the things I noticed. Um, I knew that w- there were times where we'd be on defense and we'd have no engineers. And I'm like, what? It, you know, and it's completely illogical not to have any engineers. It's, you know, only slightly more illogical to only have one. Um because you need to defend those things. But at the same time, I mean, you've got these zones that have to be covered. It's a required class. I think demo man, um, medic, you have to have some Ubers working. You have to have, um, some sentries going. And, um, I, I do think that on the whole, you have to have at least one soldier as well. The, the need to clear out things, you know, be they sentries or stickies or things like that makes the soldier indispensable as well. Yeah. And there are some, I would agree with that. There are some very large open spaces here where little nooks and crannies will have um, will have um, 
sentries in them as well. And part of the goal of the soldier is to flank the map, <laughs> find the angle they can shoot the sentry at and take those sentries out. Um, because I think that the Ubers on the whole are only 50% of the sentry strategy. And Brent's, okay. Brent's just nodding at me. Um, on the, <laughs> on the first leg of stage one, one interesting thing, if you, if you're a good demo, you can plop a sticky down and shoot yourself, you know, a good chunk of the way across the map, get into that shack pretty, pretty quick and take out a lot of the buildings, you know, as best you can. A demo on that for on the sniper deck ledge in front of the shack um, can really terrorize all the buildings inside that shack. Yeah. Okay. And that's a good place for an exit uh, teleporter too to hide is behind those boxes on the left mm-hmm. as you come out yeah. onto the sniper yeah. deck. Oh yeah. Um, moving on to point two because we really need to hustle. Um, we we have a really big choke point in this tunnel. Huge choke point. For real? Yes. Oh my god. I know it's hard You're to believe. You're kidding me. Um, and and I think that um soldiers and demo men are particularly deadly here until the offense gets frustrated and start using using the side tunnels that have just opened up <laughs> see i that's i go straight for the side tunnels i'm getting to um, where i do it's just i do too i mean again as as a heavy player um actually on offense as um I really like this map as a heavy. I mean, all PL maps in general because I have a mobile dispenser. But um, beyond that, especially on on the that 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 uh, shooting gallery, which is sort of what I think of it as, where it's just you know a a single choke point in for the cart. There there's a back way in as well, but it, it's generally ignored unless you know the the room is full of sentries and stuff. Uh, but uh that back tunnel is the way in if you're going to take out those sentries and it's really easy to do so. So I, I actually like that area. I think it's uh, pretty well balanced in terms of offense and defense, uh, in my opinion. Um, I, I I think a lot of uh, Gold Rush is balanced towards defense, but this area has enough of a, of a uh, workaround for offense to get an edge, so... I find that um, uh, defensive um, setups in the far left side are critically important and also extremely flawed. Like, you know, in that in that section off to the like you, you're coming as an attacker through the tunnel there on the left. Those buildings, no one's saying anything. The, the building straight across from yes. the cat point. Yes. Um, like if you were to going over the cap point and you just head straight ahead, all those buildings, uh, defensive structures in there are very, very useful for preventing the offense from getting a good grip. But I also find they're very, very exposed and it's, I found it very difficult as an engineer to keep stuff alive in there for very long. Yeah. But I think the pantry is a great place that you got to keep going through. The pantry and cleaning it out and making sure they're not building up there. <laughs> the pantry is that because of all the the medic kits and the and the ammo in there? I just call it a pantry. <laughs> um, snipers are particularly deadly in two places here. For offense, if you get onto that ledge um, where the um, like, if you take the far right gate uh, coming out of stage one area and go to the right and up. 
that ledge there is very deadly for offensive snipers and defensive snipers right there underneath the tower above the above the spawn point is brutal. Yeah. A good sniper up there can really cause a lot of pain and there's a lot of stuff to duck behind and you can't always see the people that are over there. So. Yeah, in, in getting an engineer up to that sniper deck um, from the right grate yes. up there, getting a teleporter up there, getting a sentry up there is almost just as good as getting in the pantry and, and setting up upstairs. Yes. Now, I think um, getting offensive into the pantry, <laughs> <laughs> if you can get some offensive setups in there, um, I, I think that that, is, that that can be immensely important. Um yeah, you get a, a demo man up there on the second floor of the pantry, some yep. soldiers. Uh, you usually need an NG up there to uh, hold it. But mm-hmm. Two things that we learned. Um, uh, f- I, I saw a YouTube video. If you come out of the, um, of the defending spawn and you take a right and then you take another right, like you're heading towards the battle. On the left, there is a popular engineering building spot where a sentry usually goes if you're careful you can build um a sentry up there get up on top of it and have access to an even a higher even a higher ledge up there i haven't seen that many people do it brent says he has but there's a video on youtube to get up to this really really high sentry spot that for the most part only an engineer can get to it unless you know i mean apart from rocket jumping and things like that but your stuff right. your stuff's not going to get sapped you'll be up there and and no spy can get up there. Um, additionally, if you want to get into the gated areas from defense, there is a sewer pipe coming out of the wall there near, in the ravine near the near the first cap point. Yeah, on the wall of the building. Like if you're if you're going under the bridge, you'll be looking right at the end of the pipe. Right. And if you get onto the ledge on the right and then jump onto the pipe, supposedly, now we haven't been able to actually pull it off yet, you can turn and then jump onto the ledge um, and everybody but a heavy and a soldier can do it because they're not fast enough. But you soldier can, can just rocket jump up there. Right. But I've actually seen an NG get behind the grates and have a fully upgraded sentry ready to go once cat point one was taken. Nice. It was pretty nice. So do we wish to move on to cap point to uh, the second section? Spencer? Sure. Uh, sure. So that was one, two. Uh, that was one, two. Yeah. Um, are we going to do any defensive stuff on there? Like uh, sentries above the cap point on that level? I think the defense on there is just so self-explanatory that it doesn't even really need to be talked about. You, you, you stack with sentries, you stack with heavies, you stack with soldiers, you send in spies to disrupt the, the cart, and you're pretty much golden. I mean, I see so many offenses get stopped by such simple defensive tactics here that I really, I mean, really, do you need help? Really? You need help with that? <laughs> that that's all I'm saying. One well, thing I have noticed is that on defense, a lot of times, um, they people will forget to defend their spawn against that left hallway. So if you get a pyro up there harrying the spawn from that left tunnel, um, you can cause a lot of problems on the defense. Yeah, true. Okay, so we have moved on to section to the second leg and the first section of the second leg. Oh, uh, and of course, just to be um, a a oh my gosh, you know, let's go backwards in time thing. Uh, in playing the other night, I did learn one thing. 
that there is never any reason to play an engineer, offensive engineer right off the bat on Gold Rush. You can't build anything during the setup, um, and everything is going to be uber, de- uber destroyed at the beginning anyway. So play another class and then move into it. <laughs> Probably a medic. Yeah, Help medic. that uber rush. Yeah, medic. Um, um, an- another thing real quick is watch the arrows for which way it is to the control point, because... I can't tell you how many times I've been playing D on leg one and come out and I'm waiting at the gate. Oh, really? And then I'm like, where's everybody else? And like, oh, they're setting up <laughs> We're that way. That was really just on the 24 seven. Cause you're just coming out of the different gates so often. I guess. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'll try to make myself feel better that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, leg two section one. Um, and I'm trying to get it in my head right now. Dun. Dun 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 dun. Wes is getting section two one in his head. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, okay. On this one, there are two entrances to attack by. You can go down the left side and you end up in sort of a little side trench that runs beside the whole um, the whole map. And then uh-huh. and then there's a dust bowl leg two style trench. Yeah. Uh-huh. There to the right. Um, I think it's very important for the um, defensive engineers to get a fully upgraded sentry as soon as possible in this section of the map. Which ones? The uh, offensive. Pardon me, offensive. The offensive engineers need to get a fully upgraded sentry because there is going to be an Ubered Pyro come up and you need missiles to knock him back and keep him away from destroying everyone at your spawn. Or uh, just a Pyro. A pyro? Yeah, these days you can have a pyro do it. So. <laughs> or we did a triple over the other night. Were you in that? I don't know. I thought you were in that. I don't know. I might have been. Or we had uh, the uh, soldier Kritzkrieg, and then we had an Uber on him, and then an Uber on the medic. No, I missed that. Oh, that's scary. That's truly terrifying. Yeah, it's 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 uh, two wasted Ubers is really what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of cool to see it. I was like, I, don't, I wonder if this will work. So you had the the critting medic Ubered, the soldier Ubered, and Kritzkrieg. Wow. And it worked. That's pretty brutal. But I think I would have chosen a heavy. It really didn't matter. Really? I mean, you're still wasting two Ubers. Because <laughs> everybody got out of the way. And it well, wasn't really, what's, what's better? Two Ubers and one Kritzkrieg? Or one guy who's Kritzkrieg Ubered? Yeah. Uh, you're probably right. So you can come out uh, the, the, the Dust, Dust Bowl style trench, and there is a lot of death there. There's a lot of suffering and a lot of pain and anguish. Just like uh, like two of Dust Bowl. So. Yeah. But mm. I really don't find it as hard to fight its way out of as like two of Dust no, Bowl. No, it's definitely not. You do have the added bonus of a mobile dispenser uh, that also provides you mobile cover. You know, that's always a bonus for the offense that, that needs to be kept in mind. Yes, because uh, it will block sentries and they won't lock onto you if you're behind them. Now I have it'll found block rockets. It'll block. It'll block heavy fire. It'll it'll block a lot. So, and that's Just one thing crouch. I do try to do. If I ever find myself alone near the cart, I will crouch behind it and try to use it for cover. Yeah, because I think some people lose. You know, if they don't see you standing there, they lose the sight that it's actually moving. Yes. You know, but this is this is a good one to come out the side and come around behind the defense. Uh, usually there'll be a sentry if you come out the left side and around the building. There'll usually be a sentry up there, one under the bridge, or one over in the dark uh, alleyway, but depending on what class you are, 
you can really do a lot of damage from over there. Yes. The new Sentry... Which is a damage. What was that, Spencer? I said, da damage. <laughs> the uh, new Sentry spot that I saw recently that I had never seen before was underneath the bridge in that little, in that little trench. Um, people were building Sentries there facing back towards where offense came from and or where defense came from and um a teleporter set up there and a dispenser set up there and it would did a surprising amount of damage because it would hit anybody who was trying to get to the other sentries the uh, sentry on like if you're in the attacking and you go past the buildings on your right that little dark cubby hole back there that brent was mentioning is probably one of the most devastating sentry points and i don't really get it though it's it's so vulnerable if you don't just try to take it head on you know you've got the tower above it mm-hmm. which you can use a tactic of jumping down behind the engineer to kill the engineer yes you got all the way across the map where you can do damage to it and it, it's so open back there it just seems odd to me well it's extremely vulnerable if the if the defense has left anything uncovered if there is a pyro running around that side tunnel then you don't have to worry about it being taken out from over there. If you've got um, defense, you know, who, you know, if you've got enough triangulated sentry stuff going on in general, it's, it's pretty safe. Yeah. I I think it's really good on problem more. So probably on, on pickup maps. Yeah. Probably not for, you know, uh, clan play because so many people just run past and get blown up without, Oh, Hey, the sentries there on the right. Whereas clan play, they're going to be, Sentry on the right, and they're going to take it down. You know the uh, buildings to the right when you're attacking, when you come right out of the trench, and they're on the right there. A heavy and a medic up there can be absolutely devastating. True. Um, I especially since there's some good ammo refills and health refills in case the medic gets hurt or the the um, heavy runs out of ammo. The main thing you've got to worry about is spies. Soldier also works well. The um, I have I think that building stuff in the like the left hand building, the two story one, um, I haven't been very successful at building sentries over there. Have you guys? As the offense or the defense? As the defense. Defense. Uh, I haven't really tried. I, I try to do it on offense. Yeah, I, I have no no experience with that. So you you can point one out the door and cover a nice little arc there. Um, and I got, I've seen some good results from that. Uh, I also think it's a really good teleporter location to have a teleporter exit in there. Um, but it's extremely vulnerable to demos shooting things in the window from the other side. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> I have yet to find any good reason to put a sentry on that far building in the back. Uh, the real small kind of zigzag room you're yes. through? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, defense. I think the main defense goal is to hold people at the cart for as long as possible and keep that hallway clear on the right side so that nobody can get around behind the defense. Okay. Yeah. Offense. I think the goal is to get behind the defense destroy their teleporter exits before you worry about trying to move the cart and be spy checking. You need, you always need to be spy checking here. 
I just feel like I should throw that out there. Offense <laughs> needs to be spy checking all the time. So you've captured you've captured leg two one, and now you're on leg two two. And this opens up side entrance on the left. Yep. I have found just like there are sniper decks where you end up in sniper wars. I think mm-hmm. that that little hallway up there turns into the uh, spy versus ng war. I and I think what it should be is uh, you should be sending people up there every chance you get as the defense yes. and clearing it yes. out completely. Yes. I, I found that as an engineer, I, it was really important for me to keep a teleporter up there and a dispenser up there for the snipers. I found that a remarkably hard thing to do. I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, the old, uh, the, we were actually talking, was it last week, about, about strategies that people kind of ignore these days? Was that last week we were talking about that? I, I believe it yes. was, yes. Yeah, um, the pyro standing back and guarding engineers. I don't see as much as I used to, and I feel like it would be very, very handy. In uh, th- this is one situation where it'd be very handy just to have a pyro on constant spy duty. I mean, I, I just think it would work. Well, I think that the teleporter up there is is a it puts you in a good place to go in a variety of directions, and if you can keep the teleporter alive up there, then you're doing a good thing. And I don't think it, it I think it is well worth it to have a pyro on duty up there with at least one engineer. Because you can drop down over there on that left side, you can jump out that right window, or if you want to, you can just run quick back down the stairs and go through the tunnel in the first place. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's the key to get a lot of the sentries down from up there. It was great. I saw two spies working it together. There was, uh, and I was dead, so I was just watching from the view of a spy. Spy sapped one of the sentries on the left side of the building. Mm-hmm. The other spy was up in the window just shooting it with his gun. Yes. got it down. It was awesome. I've been trying to pay attention to that a lot lately. When I see anything that is being sapped, I try to shoot it. Because every little bit helps and and... You know, if because a lot of times as an engineer, you can even know the spy is coming, shoot at him. He can sap. You can turn. He keeps sapping, you know, while you're trying to beat it down. And if anybody hits that thing while he's putting these repeated sappers on there, it'll go down. And, you, you know, the one thing that I think I see the most spies lack in is communication. I think that's the biggest problem I see with spies. And if they would let people know when they're about to sap something or they're coming in to sap something. I think it, it could really uh, help the team a lot. I mean, there's a, there's a time I, I, I was... Sorry, go on. I, I, I agree. I, I, I just think that's part of the intrinsic spy mindset of uh, you're a man on your own. I think yeah. a lot of spies think that way. Yeah, and I agree. So, um, defensive sentry guns, there's a couple of obvious spaces. Coming out of your um, spawn... Immediately to the left, there's a little ramp that covers the final point, mm-hmm. and that's obvious and very important, I think, if you can defend one there. Because uh, because once that cart starts moving forward, um, you're in trouble. Now, it's not going to work if the cart is just in front of where the sentry gun can shoot, and then it starts moving. Because then that is it leaves a possibility for an Uber, and an Uber at that point in time will kill. I mean, there's just no way that gun can last. 
Um, there is like if you go to the right side and you go up onto the ramp and through the building, you can get around onto the second floor of that kind of that that building just to the right of the tracks. And I think a sentry up there is very very useful as well. If you don't go out on that ledge and instead say in the building, you can have that sentry that points towards where the cap point exits on the on the rails. That sentry point is deeply, deeply flawed because if you are attacking and you come across point two one and then you go to the right and you keep your back to the wall, you can slide into view of that sentry gun and just shoot rockets at it all day long and it'll never shoot you. Yeah, I, th- huh. I think there's a lot of places like that on the map where you really need your sentries helping the other sentries. Yes. Or or people will be able to take it out that way. If, if one, is it just me or is this entire map built for sentries? I mean It is. It I, is. And and I I I've I've kind of kept to myself here cuz honestly I don't really like Gold Rush all that much partially for that reason. Um I don't play to play against sentries generally. I play to play against other people. And I find that if I'm on offense on this map, then generally speaking, I'm going to be playing against sentries. So. Well, it's kind of like tower defense. <laughs> yeah, I don't much like that either. I mean. um, now, as you come out of the tunnel from 2-1, as you're attacking, immediately to the right is a ledge that is also another really, really good spot for a sentry. The particularly evil thing is one would think it could be shot from that window in the upper ledge on the far left, and you can sort of get at it, but you're going to have to hit it with splash damage. You can't get a direct shot on it. And I think this is one of the dead, uh, bloodiest parts of the whole map, of the whole Gold Rush scenario, is this second leg of number two is brutal and deadly and cruel. Just like uh, Dust Bowl. I really think they took their pacing almost directly from Dust Bowl on this because it, it, it works out about the same way. Just like uh, leg two of, uh, or section two of leg two of Dust Bowl is a, a bloody, bloody affair where more often than not, if you see an offense get turned around, it's right here. It's the same thing here. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to 3 1. On to 3 1. 3 1. Um, this is a really weird starting area. I am not totally comfortable with it yet. <laughs> it, it's it's uh, got so many variables on this opening area that I'm not. I I really still don't feel like I have a grip on it. There are so many ledges where you can put things that it, it's so convoluted. The various areas you can enter the map from both offense and from defense. Um, it's, it's just really weird. Um, if you're on uh defense, make sure you go up the stairs. Don't turn around and go out the other door or you'll be running the long way. Yes. Um, sorry, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this is another good place to have a sentry in the backfield by the spawn because they can get back there and. They can actually do, I think, a lot more damage when they get in the backfield on this one because there are so many ledges and stairways and bridges that they can hide a little better and get things set up and Ubers and just blow you up. This is a horrible, horrible spy zone. I mean, this is just this is just spy hell right here. 
Or or heaven, you know. <laughs> um, it could be heaven, depending on your opinion on, on spy hell. This particular map, I think, is very, very... Uh, offensive teleporters are invaluable. Additionally, I think a fully uh, upgraded sentry right on the platform when you're an attacker is important to keep because this can be spawn capped by uh, I mean, spawn camped by an ubered pyro and it's devastating everybody just okay. keeps getting quiet after i say these things i'm not used to doing map discussions i know yeah i'm 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 off my game and and i don't really like this map to begin with so <laughs> <laughs> i like the map um i I think on on the offense here is is another one of these where you need to kind of clear out stuff before you get going. I mean, you can you can push it a little bit in, in as you're running by and stuff, but I think you really need to take out all the all the sentries that are are stopping you up there. Yes, and uh, basically, if you go to the right and up, you get to a nice little window that I think you know hopping some ubers out that window are really valuable. You just run them straight through and kill as much as you can. Um, the bottom left passage seems to put too much delay on you. you. You end up having to run too far to get into the combat, and I don't find it as useful at the beginning. Okay. The once you th- this is this is another really bloody stretch. Um, keeping sentries alive here is difficult on the defense. Um, there's lots of little nooks and crannies and things to you know jump around. So I, there's not much as far as like safe zones. Um, and uh, I think we should just move on to the next section unless you have something you want to comment on. Uh, I do want to comment on. Uh, I thought I'd, I was playing Pyro a lot on, on that stage. And a good tactic I found was to, as the defense, as you come into basically the big room, you know, that whole starting area for cap one. Go around the right side, around the buildings where all those stairs are that go down into the stuff, and just keep going around. And there's a building with like a small health and small ammo, and with a balcony that kind of overlooks the exit. You can jump from there over to the other side, like over the ravine, and you can get behind people really easy that way because they can't see you because of the building. Yes. And so you can just get right behind them, and with the back burner, you can just clear out half a team in like two seconds. Yep. Agreed. So section two here usually runs pretty quick. It's really, yep. really bloody, but it's usually pretty quick. Um, I, I have, it's very rare. I see this point defended. Yeah. I think generally if the, if the defense is going to happen, it almost always happens in leg two. So, well, and, and the problem three and the biggest problem is as soon as I get that first point, it, it closes that door, and now everybody has to run all the way back from the back to catch up, get to yes. the front. And so now if you've had a, points are hard to uh, defend. And if you've had a clever uh, engineer who's gotten setting up, set up to defend point two, because at point two, if you're standing on point two, directly behind you is a nice platform for engineering stuff. There could be a teleporter there. You know, you've got to be you know in full view of everything to get to it. Um, and if you've got a clever engineer, you can get things set up there quickly. So that once point one falls, point two is ready to be defended. But I'm not sure it's not worth it. I, I mean, I'm not sure it's not worth more to defend point one and then let two fall and heavily defend point three. So, and there's a lot of weird crisscrosses. So like like the the both sides have those raised areas that you can get to, and it 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 ends up being a lot of jumpy, grenadey, <laughs> deathy stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. This, I think this is a great map or a great uh, leg for Pyros, definitely for all these little switchbacks and and little rooms and, and cut ins. This is also oh, a good demo in Soldier Zone. It's my favorite. It's my favorite leg of the map, especially the second part as a heavy. It's just fun. You got that. It's just fun. <laughs> the, lots of um, killing. Lots maybe of we death. Get, get someone to make that one leg as like a map in itself. <laughs> that would be cool. I think it's called Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, someone needs to add a cart to Cyberpunk. Nice thinking. Oh, anyway. God, no. PL, no, the, the cart's going to play music. The cart's going to play music, and it's going to be terrible. It's going to have a, be a moving boombox. A siren on top of it. <laughs> Love this. <laughs> so leg three. Um, this is a really confusing little leg. Unless you've thoroughly explored the area, there are all kinds of exploits for almost everything you can imagine. Yeah, you can get to a lot of places that you don't think of. Yes. Um, there is, for instance, as you're on offense and you pass point two, on the left there is a little hole, and if you drop down, you end up in a tunnel system that goes to the ravine right next to point three. Additionally, there's a stairwell that goes up to a um, sniper deck that's kind of behind the spawn area. Not really, but it's sort of to the left and the rear. Back and to the left. Back Back, and to the left. And to the Um, left. (laughs) Um, Additionally, um, if you are coming in as offense, you can go to the left there up that ramp, and there's a little setup area up there right before the bend. If you go, if you come from from three two, and you go to the right, there's that whole little building segment there with the drop in, so you can drop right next to the cap point. And start harassing people. And that's a good one, too. Uh, there's some crates and barrels that you can jump jump up onto after jumping down there. So then you can jump onto a small building, which then you can jump onto the sniper deck. Yes. And it's great for uh, spies to get up there. I see engineers put sentries up there every once in a while. But as a pyro, you can just lick it around the corner and blow it up. But it's uh, it's very confusing, and there's a lot going on. Now, I do see this defended a lot. Um, you know... If if offense isn't on their game, but there's so many angles that offense can come in at that if they put some teamwork together, usually they can crush almost anything. And everybody's quiet again. Yeah, I'm just thinking about the, when we were playing Sunday night and jumping down the hole and there's two heavies there just trying to fist me. <laughs> when I say fist me, I mean punch me. <laughs> I think uppercut uppercut it was with sexy results and one of the guys was named dildo so you never know Um, (laughs) I had a really results uh, I did one of those uh, like uh, um, okay I'm defending I walk across the bridge to the far side of the ravine and then I take a right and I head straight forward and I go up on that ledge that that sort of looking back at the cat point Um, I spent a lot of work trying to defend my sentry that I put up there, but because of those sniper windows that are back and to the left, back and to the and left, to the left and to the left, <laughs> wow. um, those sniper windows caused me a lot of problems. And basically I had to get somebody to watch that whole zone for me so I could keep my sentry alive. Keeping a sentry alive. There is a two person deal. Yeah. And, and that's also uh, partially there's a response responsibility there for the engineer to let people know when there's a sniper back there, because you'll see the blue dot. Yeah, you know yeah. before you, before you get hit, probably. So 
let people know. And I would pull out my pistol a lot and just harry people that were running around up there. Just, you know, because if, if until the cart got close to where I was, I was usually pretty safe. Right. You know, um, blue, I mean, uh, attacking building, um, that little ledge on the left just before the final bend is great for teleporters and sentries and all that kind of stuff. Easily defended. There's a, there's a 200 unit metal thing up there. Really, really nasty. On the right, usually, uh, is the sniper deck for offense. Um, and then if you go around the corner, there's a, there's a little bridge that people stand on. And I think that once blue gets a solid hole on this bend, red really can't fight back very much. Now there was a good spot we got into in that corner that we went down. Like if you're looking from the defense at that bend, you can go to the bend and there's a doorway on the left. Yes. Which then you can go down into a bunker. And we we kind of held it off for a little bit. They got blown up, but well, but that's just, just it. Is minute. that is that it was it was really vulnerable to demos who knew we were down there. Yeah, but I mean, after you died, I mean, we stayed there until he ran out of ammo, oh, and that was point. the other problem. Yeah. Was I think there's, there's no ammo down there. I think there may be some, but small or something. Tiny bit. Well, I think we've covered the map. Um, I did get some recommendations on the boards, and I'll I'll skim over some of these. Um, oh my god. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's been so long since we actually asked you guys for content. I guess you've been saving up because holy (laughs) crap, it's like we uncorked a barrel that was being filled from a waterfall. There is so much stuff here. I'm not saying it's bad. Thank you, guys. There's no way we can actually read all of this. But go ahead. Do your skimming there, Wes. Okay. Zach Vietel made some class recommendations. First, he said, Demo Man, put your stickies on the track. This is an obvious, obvious tactic, but it's still amazingly good. Um, Basically, you make sure that the tracks are always sticky. So as the cart comes forward, you can blow the hell out of people. If people aren't looking very well, you can get them good. Um, With the spy, you want to try to get behind the cart always. Uh, once you get behind the cart, you will even get healed by it. It, it, it treats you like a friendly unit. And um, if you can get back to their spawn and run towards the cart from their spawn, you'll fool them almost all the time. It's very rare, you know, for you not to get at least one kill off on that. Um, Pyros, he recommends uh, basically plan a waiting game. I'm 50-50 on that. Um, I think a mobile pyro is way better than a lurking pyro, but I did find myself waiting at a few very important corners to torment people as they got closer. Soldiers, rush the cart, stay on the cart, and shoot at the feet. Um, Long distance um, splash rockets may not kill people that are surrounding the cart, but they definitely will make it so they're not getting the health back that they're trying to leech off of it. Um, sniping is easy. Snipe the people at the cart. Medics build counter Ubers. Use counter Ubers. Repeat. You always that needs to be on a T-shirt. Yes, you need to make sure that you are always the second person to activate your Uber. That's what you want. Um, engineers get a pair of engineers and try to keep your choke points secured. Um, if you can manage to get two engineers to focus on a particular zone, they will be way more effective than one engineer in each of two zones. Scouts, spy check. Um, but I really, do you think there's much use for scouts on Gold Rush? Other than getting that last little grab right at the end to make it move that last two inches to fall in the hole. 
Um, I see people play scouts defensively a lot, and I think it works um, because they 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 people tend to be focused on the cart, and a a scout that has some good hit and run tactics can can really really annoy a defense. I don't know if they can stop a defense, but they can sure as heck distract them and let the pyros get in or something. No, I think if you do have um, a scout on there on offense that. You know, once you kind of clear out the area and you're moving the cart, instead of everybody staying back there, you know, just have a scout on it and maybe one other person or something. Everybody goes forward to keep the front cleared and, and keep moving it up. Yeah. But, yeah, for the most part, I'd rather have a different class there. Um, okay. Uh, there's basically heavy stick with your medic. Um, shoot pyros. <laughs> um from Johnny Napalm, uh, on stage one, offense, don't ignore the building to the right of the first cap point even after you've taken it. Um, an aggressive defense will keep trying to build stuff in there. Um, spawn sweep, a lot. Spawn sweeping is particularly deadly um, for, for defensive people to do on the offense. Um, from Quartermaster, every second cap has a building that if taken by offense means that the attack they, they they attack far easier with a second route of attack. I don't understand what he's trying to say there, but basically after each initial cat point, some stuff opens up and it's always important yeah. to pay attention to that. I think he's saying like, you know, like on, on stage one, you have the building across from the cat point stage two, you have the, you know, the sniper decks mm-hmm. um, stage three, you've got the, I don't know, I guess the sniper deck that we're talking about behind them and mm-hmm. those kind of side areas. Yeah, just always be aware of what about. opens up. Um, okay, from Sigma Sign, he pointed out the pipe on leg 1-1, uh, one, one, or 1-2, one, pardon me. Uh, he points out also, and I think this is a really nasty little defense, as a blue demo on stage 1, you can use a sticky to jump on to that... Um, oh, no, wait. I'm sorry, that's not what he's talking about. I already mentioned that one. Um, but I do think that a demo, um, a defensive demo who stickies over into that left part just after one, one. And you can lock down that tunnel with stickies and grenades. So as the attackers come in on the far right tunnel, I think that demos can defend that tunnel very easily and very successfully with grenades and stickies. Um, already talked about moving yourself faster as a heavy. Uh, he points out as a red Angie, think about setting up your dispenser farther back and then a far forward gun. So, you know, you, what you do is you put an initial gun out there to get two or three kills and slow down the initial offensive push, but that's guns going to go down. And meanwhile, you've got your dispenser building up metal, farther back where you're ready to build your century that's going to last. That's a good strategy in a lot of places, not just on this map. And then as a blue soldier or demo man on stage three, try to get up to the sniper deck on the last point. Uh, There's a small health pack. You can hit most of the gun positions on the last sniper deck, and you'll also have the ammo of the dead snipers that you kill. Uh, I think those are, those are all good. (laughs) Uber toast brings up spawn camping. K Burnell um, says that short, um, a heavy medic and an engineer upstairs in the right-hand area above 1-2 is particularly deadly. What you do is you keep the heavy and medic up there with a counter-Uber so that if somebody tries to come up there, you have the heavy block the doorway. Ubered. 
Um, and he says it's particularly nasty. Uh, and then we brought up with a uh, ZC battery and quartermaster, the, um, the angle of, uh, ammo replenishment behind the cart. Okay. Yep. So moving on, we have an email. This is from Lou Anubis and he wanted to ask our opinions on gold rush. Uh, he was looking at the stat page and noticed that red won gold rush approximately 80% of the time. So defense wins 80% of the time. Do you think red winning an overwhelming number of times is a problem? And is, should it's there- one of the reasons it's one of the reasons I don't like the map so much. I mean, uh, you, you, it's impossible to have a perfectly balanced of offense defense map. You, you have a gravel pit where, you know, offense is virtually guaranteed to win and basically turns into who's going to win faster in, in terms of, of who wins. Um, but I, I swear, and maybe I'm off on this, I see a lot fewer one sided fights on, uh, on Dust Bowl than I do here. And maybe that's because people know Dust Bowl better. Maybe, um, but it 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 seems to me that I I, I kind of feel why am I why am I playing this map when I could be playing one more fun? Honestly, we had a great time. Brent and I had a great time on the twenty four seven Dust Bowl server, and I actually found that I liked it more and more the longer I played. Yeah. The more and more I got to focus on individual nooks and crannies of that map, the more fun I was having. And maybe it's still a little bit of my fresh, you know, attitude on it. I'm not burnt out on it. So it still seems like it has interesting and new things. Yeah, for the most part, they, even still, I find places that I'm like, oh, I didn't know you could get up there. or I didn't know you could get down there. And so it, it's, it's, I think it, you're right, Spencer. I think it's still a relatively new map compared to the other ones. And I, I think people are still learning some strategies on there. And we hadn't done a podcast about it. So now, <laughs> now I think the map will probably be much more fun for you. <laughs> nice. Um, one thing I do think is important to keep in mind that even though red might win 80% of the time, that doesn't mean that they're winning 80% of the cap points. Is that, do you get my, get my drift? Uh, you, you need to put that another way. In other words, um, okay, you've got seven points in an average gold rush session. So, you know, red loses lots of points along the way, even if they might hold off at any one of them. The odds of them holding off blue are 80% that they'll hold them off on one point, but the battle for each point is completely different, and blue will win a lot of those. So that 80% number is a little wonky. Uh, yes and no. I mean, the end goal for offense is not to take each individual point. The end goal for offense is to take all the points. The end goal for defense is to defend one point. Um, so I, 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 I'm, I'm not sure I agree with that. I, I would say is the, is the fight for individual points interesting? Uh, f- a lot of the times, yeah, but a lot of the times, and, and again, I'm, this is, this is my distaste for the map in general. I'll see the cart get stuck in one spot for five minutes or longer. I mean, and that's the, the cart never moves from that spot from that point on. And it doesn't matter what the offense does. The defense hasn't locked down. So yes, a, a fight for an individual point, an individual capture can be fun, but that's not the whole game. And the whole game is taking, you know, all six points for the offense. And, and I think that 80% figure it, it, it has a lot to say about the map. I do find myself doing something that I know is economically incorrect. If the cart starts to roll backwards, a lot of times I will go 
And even though I know I'm going to die, I will go up and jump on the cart to stop it from moving backwards. Knowing full well that it's going to take me more than 20 seconds to respawn, I'm basically trying to buy somebody some time to do something, when really on the whole I think that's not an economical decision. I I agree, and I I normally do that when it's when we're close or we've only got 30 seconds left or something like that. But if you think about it, if you, if you let it roll back, there's a good chance it's going to roll into a position where they are going to feel like they need to come to you. That's a good point. Like sometimes the cart's out in the middle and they've got it locked down because it's out in the middle, but let it roll back a little bit. And now they're like, Hey, let's get in there. And now you push it past them, kill them uh, and win the map. And plus it's often better to go in on Moss. You know, if you've got, you know, five people who are building up, go ahead and build up with them, make the attack with six, as opposed to just killing yourself and letting the five do the attack. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I recognize that I do that and I still do it anyway. I do too. It's totally compelling. So, moving on to listener contributions. Uh, first off, we've got some machinima from Lag Spike Films, and uh, they have done a lot of great wow machinima, and they did one called Temp Fortress 2, and it was absolutely brilliant. Did you watch it, Spencer? I have not watched it yet, no. Basically, what happens is the um, the TF2 uh, players, um, they, the, they end up like losing their conflict, and they have to go out mm-hmm. and get jobs. And oh, their temps, nice. and it's very, very funny, and it's very well done, and I recommend it heartily. Cool. We, and uh, that was, uh, give it, and, and, um, that was we got an email directly from uh, the guy who does like spike films. So he, he was that we consider that a listener contribution. Uh, Gregory, <laughs> one of our uh, one of our uh, the people on our forums uh, and on our servers made a TF2 cryptic crossword. And I printed it out and I have four answers on it. I've, I've done I've done really excellently, I think Ooh. it is very obscure. <laughs> it is very hard to follow. Um, but at, at the same time, it's worth looking at. Additionally, Grains, the vegan zombie pointed out a no blood mod. Now, I don't know how this is different from party mode, except maybe you don't have hats. Um, they're sparks. Yes. Of oh, is it? You get sparks when you get shot. <laughs> I, I still haven't seen this, so. I'm just going off what he said. I haven't seen it either. So anyway, it takes away it takes away all the blood from the game, um, so that if you know you don't want to play a really violent game in front of your kids, I guess you can do that. Uh, moving on. Oh wait, oh, the, oh, the, oh, oh sorry. Oh wait, are you going to a Fritz question of the week? Um, yeah, I know it looks like it's blank there, but it's not. It does actually. Yes, it is blank, and I considered that to be pertinent. Uh, but so he actually Fritz got off his. Fred got off his lazy butt and uh, decided that we were again worthwhile of his his questioning attentions. Yes, apparently. Awesome. Hey, Control Point, Ifrit here with this question of the week. Here's the situation. You're a criminal mastermind and you want to rob a bank. Uh, It's a standard bank with a big vault with all the money in it uh, and you'll need to pack a punch to open the vault or the codes. Um, You can only pick three people to do the job, so... Out of the nine classes, which three of them would you send to go and get the money? And which three do you think will do the best job? Uh, yeah. See you. There's three people to do a bank heist. And you have to pick them. And you have to pick them from the TF2 people. Well, the spy is the obvious choice. If I had my way, I'd probably just go with three spies. Yeah, whatever. First of all, I, I have to say <laughs> that without doubt, I am a cr- criminal mastermind. So I take this, this question very seriously. Um... 
I think you would have to take an engineer. You know, spy can't open a safe. What are you talking about? Spy opening a safe? Pfft, whatever. Um, and, and, you know, if you're going to actually spend the time to open the safe, you know, safes take a while to open. You have to whack it with the wrench a lot of times before it finally pops open. So you're going to need someone for intimidation. You're going to need the heavy. You're going to need the heavy to stand in the lobby, shouting in Russian, shooting the ceiling, <laughs> threatening everyone there. Finally, you're going to need an inside man. And I know you're going to say you need the, uh, the, the, the spy for this, but you don't. You don't need the spy. You're going to need a sniper, and I'll tell you why. Because he can shoot people in the head. That's all I really have to say about it. So. <laughs> I am absolutely convinced you can get away with this from three spies. All you got to do is you have one of the spies pose as the bank, bank manager. You have another one of the spies you know, pose as... Uh, a bank robber and he comes in and the bank manager says, we need to open the safe. You open the safe and give him all the money. But, but just cause he poses as the manager doesn't mean he can still open the safe. That's why he tells one of his lackeys to open it. The lackey not going to have the combination. Okay. Then he poses <laughs> as the branch manager. How does he meet the branch manager? What are you talking about? Like, Your entire pocket is full of holes. Like Haven't you seen the machinima meet the branch manager? I will next week. <laughs> we'll have it on the show next week. When it's Brent, done. your answer? Um, I think I would just have to go with a uh, bunch of soldiers. Big bada boom. Just blow it up. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. I just have to say, I think the, the image of a engineer whacking on a giant safe vault door <laughs> with a wrench over and over again is absolutely hilarious. So that's what I'm going with. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, moving on. We're trying to speed things up a little bit here because I'm running really, really late. Um, we've got, um, we had a big meet the week. Uh, on surveillance, we have meet the cow. Have you seen that, Spencer? No. Have you seen meet the sentry? I, no. No I, I, no, I have seen meet the sentry. You, yes. you did? Did you like it? Or, um. If it's the one I'm thinking of, then yes. <laughs> let me let me check. I'm gonna click on it here. Click, click. Is that it? Yes, I I have seen this and I did I did like it. Yes. Meet the cow is unique. It is a a jaunt a jolly jaunt into the um, um existential world of you know what does it mean to be a big wooden two dimensional cow? Cow cutout. Yeah. Okay. So you should check it out. All right. Both of these. I'm not sure I needed to ever meet the cow, though. I'm just saying. I I think no. I was fine not knowing the cow. You need to know the cow. The cow's important. Okay. Um, okay. Both of these I got from Ubercharge.net, uh, and additionally, Madlep over at Ubercharge.net is in dire straits. His new business office does not have a coffee machine, and he needs coffee. So Madlep, oh my god, Madlep at Ubercharge is taking donations. He's taking donations, and everyone should go over and donate to Madlep. They drink coffee in Australia? Well, they do other really unsavory things to make up for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sending them a donation from the uh, control point team right now. Oh, sweet. sweet. And uh, that, that's it for our surveillance. Let's uh, move on to shoutouts. Do we have a player of the week? I think we do. I think it is uh, probably... Um, oh, i got to get the name. We just got the question in today or yesterday. It was from... Um, Tay. Okay. Melissa, hey. AKA okay. Tay. Uh, she just uh, got a new accomplishment, a new achievement, maybe, I guess. 
Um, <laughs> after about 19 days, uh, she has listened to every single episode. And that, that was is nuts. about 54 hours, 23 minutes, 29 seconds of listening to us goofies. Um, so that averages out to 2.86 hours a day. And let me go on record and say, I would never do this. <laughs> I would never listen to us that much. I, I, I can't, I can't, I wouldn't it's do a, it. No. It is a bad idea. And, and you are hearing voices in your head. <laughs> I would, I would like to ask her, um, after, after performing this monumental feat, she is in a unique position to tell us which episodes sucked the most. Um, so. and, whether, and whether this is indeed the third worst episode of all time. It already is. It totally is. I don't believe you. <laughs> uh, Snark sent us a, um, platinum, a Half-Life Platinum Collection, uh, serial number. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, so thank you so much for that. Well, that's our show, and it was a long one. I don't really got to go to the bathroom. Oh, too bad, because we still have to do the uh, outro. Oh, my God, that's always be 10 more minutes. Uh, I know, at least. Minutes. I'm going to drag it out to 12. Yeah, you can yeah. update our Control Point Wiki page at uh, tf2wiki.net. You can dig us, D-I-double-G, at uh, our website or on the Dig website. You can join our MySpace group. H-P-P-P-P-H-B My Mush Mouth Mush Mouth Our My, MySpace group Control Point at MySpace You can give us iTunes reviews Because those are awesome You can give us thumbs up On Stumble Upon You can join our Steam community You can join the Control Point forums You can listen to TF2 tunes And parodies at Controlpoint.mugstape.com You can join our Facebook Look for a wet Coming down <sighs> Or you can listen to our Twitters Nailhead Devil Turn Up Chaos Underscore CP And Wes Wilson Or you can call us at Two five six five one three four seven seven two and leave a message. You can also listen to the other podcasts on the Dead Workers Party Network, such as Trailer Trash Talk, Random Chatter, Tech Chatter, Lost Chatter, Movie Chatter, All the Chatter in the World, Zero Show, World of Wow, Cyber Mole, and whatever else crap we got. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the most I've ever heard you say ever. That was awesome. <laughs> we should just link that from now on. We should just grab that and use it again. <laughs> well, okay. Thank you for joining us for our content show. I hope it was as boring as we thought it was. <laughs> it's much better when we have no content, I swear. We're out. You are now at the end of another episode of Control Point. Victory. Every one of you deserves a medal. A podcast brought to you by the Dead Workers Party. See the show notes and leave comments for this episode at controlpoint.deadworkers.com or leave us a voicemail at area code 256-513-4772. Hello, gentlemen. I recently listened to podcast number 42, and I must say that after playing Medic for over 145 hours over the past year, I've never once noticed that I received a point for every 200 health I healed. You're not alone. And I feel slightly ashamed. But it's okay. It's okay. Thank you. Hey guys, this is Nova and I have a spy tip for you. Don't stand there with your sapper out waiting for the NG to leave. If you have a sapper near an enemy building, you know that outline that it shows, you're not the only one that can see it. Everyone can see it, including the enemy team. Many a time I've been mercilessly murdered just because I had my sapper out in a wrong place. And as an NG, I've seen 
someone go by cloaked with their sapper out being a bit too overzealous and I blew him to high heaven even though he wasn't visible. That's all I have for t- uh, for this week, so see ya. Hi guys, it's, uh, it's N. Akon calling from Cambridge, Mass. I was the person who was laughing like a maniac at the end of episode 38, but uh, people thought it was me, but it was me. I've got two points to respond to this week's uh, new podcast. First thing was you were talking about the new health graphic for engineer buildings with the gears, and you didn't sound too impressed with it, but I'd like to point out that for medics like me, or people who play medic a lot, um, it's really helpful because when you're in, in the middle of a whole bunch of chaos or craziness or in a crowded area and you're mousing around looking for people to heal and your mouse passes over a half-built building and it looks like an injured person, it's a real distraction. You have to kind of mouse back and look around for the person that you thought was injured and, oh, it's just a dispenser. Oh, well, I guess I'll look for a person. And it, it makes a big difference to rapidly recognize the difference between buildings and people when you're mousing around like that. The other thing is that you were talking about how medics get a bonus for healing, healing people, about one point for every 200 heal points. The Wikipedia, not the Wikipedia, sorry, the, the actual wiki, the TF2 wiki, says that it's one in 600. Uh, I don't know whether people have been testing it lately or not. But the more interesting part of that is that not only do medics get that bonus, but engineers get the same bonus when people use their dispensers to heal. So that's pretty handy, too. Anyway, uh, still loving the podcast. See you online. Thanks a lot. Bye. Hey, guys. Um, it's me, Tim, again. Thank you for putting me in the podcast for episode 40. I just finished listening to it. Um, I do have another tip that I've kind of learned this weekend. Um, I've gotten better at sniping, and the reason I found it is because um, trying to pick paths that are, like, straight and that have very little cover, like, for example, on stage one, cap one of Dust Bowl, the uh, metal part is uh, has no cover. Try to get spots that you would normally not be seen, like hiding behind houses and all that. And um, also, I figured out that one of the uh, a way that you might be able to snipe easier is to lead the targets, not try to like follow them, like drag and click and all that. Like try to predict where they're going to run and at the right as soon as they cross the dot, pull the trigger, and usually they should be dead. I found my headshot percentage has gone up using that tactic from about 38% to about 67%, which, in my opinion, is pretty good. I don't know about you guys. But anyway, um, have a great summer. Um, also, my birthday is in like three days, so just wanted to mention it. You don't have to send me anything or anything like that. Uh, take care, guys. Have a great summer. Bye-bye. Hey, Control Point, this is Aku, and um, I'm a rather new user on the forums, and um, my, yeah, my username is Aku, and I'm just saying that you're doing an awesome job with the podcast, um, keep doing what you're doing, um, it's really hilarious, um, I listen to it every day, and um, I just wanted to let you know that you should not stop doing it, no matter what anybody else tells you. So, um, and also, I've joined your Steam group. My username is I Drink Your Milkshake. So, yeah. Okay. Bye.